0: I have no notes, Cram, and I really should have made notes. Yeah? Do you have lots of thoughts? (laughs) No, it sounds kind of rude, but. um... (laughs) It's one of those games where, like, I'm playing. I'm like, oh, man, this is really interesting. I have some interesting thoughts about this. And then I don't remember what they are, except for, Mm. like, a few. So I'm I'm hoping you'll jog my memory.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I think we should just uh, dive right in. Yeah. Well, um, hello everyone, and welcome to the Valor Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, this week, um, it's our last regular episode for all of 2019.
1: Yes, that's, uh, yeah, it's an achievement. It's been a crazy year. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've covered a number of, we've covered like 25 games or something.
0: Yeah, probably about that, yeah. Yeah. Not, not including the bonus, you know, what are you playing episodes. So.
1: Yeah, so maybe like between 20 to 25 games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week um, we are going to be discussing uh, 2013's The Stanley Parable. Yes. Um, which was originally released in 2011 as, I believe, a Half-Life mod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got its own uh, standalone release. And is actually being re-released uh, next year. Uh, for consoles um which is interesting because um it's been a while since stanley parable came out yeah so but i think New it's, audience yeah for sure um i think it's w- worthy of a, a re-release for sure so um yeah graham where do you want to where do you want to start with this one well i mean
1: i had this kind of like bit planned out where i was like kind mean, to like yeah no like it was a fun game it was like ten, fifteen minutes, told a nice, concise little story, and then it kind of ended. And you know, it didn't really outstay its welcome. Um, <laughs> it kind of hinted that there was a bit more behind the scenes, but you know, it was good. But uh, um, yeah, it's a, it's a game that's all about choice. Um, it's and it it's it's a game that's all about choice. It's all about um, like the choices, like in a video game sense, like do your choices actually matter in a video game? Um, and in real life, I guess, to an extent, and it's a kind of scathing commentary on um, video games. Uh, it's got some digs of the achievements, um, player agency, narrative structures, the idea of the like antagonistic relationship sometimes between the player and the developer, or even like the game master, it it touches on a lot of different things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It. It's it's a game with quite a bit to say, and some of what it says is like contradictory, contradictory, slightly. I would find. Um. But overall, I think like the main message of the game that I have is that you know the the mechanic of choice. In video games, is basically like a fallacy. It's a lie, essentially. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting because I think you know, games with choice are so. Um, I think they. I think they do impact the player more, right? Like I think of some of my most favor- like of my favorite games or most memorable games of like the past decade. They've all been games primarily that center around some sort of choice. Um, or you know, branching story path. It's very it's a very popular, yeah, like thing. the Mass Effect games, or yeah, like that's that's the major one. Um, and so like with Stanley Parable, it they talk a lot about like like there's one ending in particular. Um, when you go out the window, did you get you got that ending? I I didn't get all the endings, but I'm assuming between the two of us, we've got a pretty good spread.
1: I think I watched that one on YouTube, but I don't, yeah. I don't remember much about it.
0: Yeah, so essentially it's just, like, you get out the window, he kind of quips at you, the narrator quips at you, um, and you can say, uh, like, are, are you tired of this joke yet? And it's yes or no. And um, I, I selected no, and he goes on this, like, minute or two rant of, like, what do you think the other option would have been had you said yes? Do you think it's really anything that different? Are you going to go back and play again to and do this all again just to see what he said? And it was very interesting because it was, like, at the end, it's just, like, what's the point of the choice? <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, it's a little lo- di-
1: nihilistic, nihilistic kind of.
0: Yeah, and I think he's probably poking a little bit at games. Like, I think what came to my mind as I was playing it was, like, games like, um, uh, like um, Telltale Games. Mm-hmm. where yes there are choices but really you're just on the same path or or even games like mass effect where you say like no matter what you say the story like some characters or some stories are going to continue forward um kind of regardless of your choice or regardless of your choice yeah um and that's what really kind of grabbed me where where he was basically making the point like doesn't matter what you say because I'm just going to ignore it essentially.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think choices in video games often—I think you kind of briefly touched on it—but it's they're more for the player than they are for the game. Um, like uh, I'm playing through a game called Disco Elysium, mm-hmm. um, and it's it has a heavy emphasis on like player choice, but almost all the choices are about who you are as a player or as a character um Mm -hmm. it's and like just because i i'm kind of looking for these things i can tell where there are multiple paths to reach a goal depending on how you decide to go about it Mm -hmm. um and so like the the core path of the game is going to be the same like with the mass effect or whatever um but yeah there there's um the players can define who they are but the 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 macro plot of it is going to continue mm-hmm.
0: yeah at the same time though like there are definitely game series that that can do it well um and like while mass effect i think does suffer a little bit from like it's a pretty major ways of, of like that example of like you say one thing to the character but their response is the same or like plot threads that kind of go unnoticed like the Rachni. It does have a lot of little things um put in there and the amount of choices it tracks over the trilogy is is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Um so I would argue like Mass Effect is probably one of the better games that that deals with choice in in an overall sense. Um, perhaps more than others. Um, but, again, the Stanley Parable is kind of pointing out, like, no matter what you th- control, you think you have in the story, right, it all comes back to did whoever developed it put it in there, right? And, like, they have the power. You don't have any power, necessarily. Yeah. It which can... comes... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you go for it. I was going to say, which comes to a more, like, even a more philosophical discussion, Um where, like, you know... um, is a reaction in one's life like dictated and is, is, is free will, free will, oh, thing, it's free will is, thing. Yeah. You know, is choice really just an illusion? Like what control do you have? And I mean, the game digs on the player in regards to like, yeah, they talk about things like even like just like a regular life, like employment, like the apartment endings all about that. Right. And you just keep hitting the buttons and going through life. Mm -hmm. um or going through the game it's it's again it's got the game has so much to say and it kind of infers it right or infers it in different ways or or says it in in different ways so
1: yeah no it's definitely a game with a lot to say um and it does not hold back um on what it wants to say i think it, it kind of it's interesting how each of the endings kind of tackle a different topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's the overarching idea of choice and player agency in video games. Um, But like, you know, like, uh, even the main like vanilla path is saying, um, like, it's still saying something. Um, Because it has to, like,
0: I'm struggling to think of what it is exactly it's saying, well, but it's like, um, it, it it's kind of like this ironic contradiction, right? Because in the true ending, um, right. Where you listen to what the narrator says in its entirety, mm-hmm. the plot is you're escaping mind control. Yeah. But the only way to do that is to do everything that you're told.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a very delicious irony there. Mhm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he, all the different endings. You play on that idea of free will. Um, yeah.
0: Was I, there... Oh, go you ahead. go for it. Okay. We keep <laughs> doing my, this. One of my favorite endings, actually. <laughs> That's um, funny. I was about to ask you, like, what were your favorite endings? One of them is just the one where you
1: kill yourself. That's my l- probably least... I did not play that
0: one this time. Oh, really? It's interesting because it's like that's the way you break like you break that cycle right it's you don't have any power over me i'm gonna end it and then the narrator like laughs at you he's like you know he says you're very powerful stanley we're all so impressed which tries to like negate you know your action because you're trying to escape what he's doing and that's and that's how you do it um so he also
1: gets very remorseful too
0: are you thinking of the one where you kill yourself over and over on the stairs? Yeah, I'm not thinking of that one.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, the one where you just jump off the. Yes. Gotcha. Two yeah, different it... times where you die by falling. It's very true. Um, that yeah. one I did. That was funny.
0: Yeah, because it's like, you you as a player are like I'm gonna break free this cycle and then he just. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> he, he talks to you like a child, so it's it's kind of funny. Um, another one was when you unplug the phone. Yes. Did you do that one.
1: Oh, uh, you're you're a player, not a, not a <laughs> character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, um, um, obligatory broom closet. Oh, reference. broom
1: closet ending is favorite ending.
0: Yeah, that that's that's the beauty of the Stanley Parable because how it draws the player in is like you're just trying to get the narrator to say something funny, and it can pull you in. To these more philosophical topics without kind of really realizing it but the broom closet is just (laughs) right it's like you kind of sit there like okay how much longer is this going to go on how much longer how much longer and then you exit and you go back in and he says something again it's like wow that's awesome and um it's just this interesting little again you're you're testing the developer to see how far they they went in this little gag
1: yeah yeah, no, it's it's very true. Yeah, no, it's um yeah. I thought it was it was pretty interesting, like we're talking about all the different endings. When I when I started playing the game again, how many of the endings I remembered? Mm-hmm. Um in considering I played this game almost five years ago. I know it was almost five years ago because I still don't have the achievement yet
0: um do you know there's the that one achievement yeah back in the day i just changed my clock i think
1: yeah <laughs> got it but i fig i figured like yeah i'll probably get this event achievement eventually and then four years later hey do you want to do this game for <laughs> um yeah but like i could remember the one a lot of the ones where like you fall off stuff um I remember the phone uh and the apart like the apartment and the the player and the um i knew that i remember the broom, broom closet i think a uh, a youtuber of mine did it and it was hilarious because they were just dying of laughter um yeah
0: it was it's a very memorable game it's funny graham i did not remember any endings okay until like i had started replaying them like if you had if you had asked me to name off like three endings or describe in detail or even minimal detail before we started playing Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have remembered but it it, it was like this journey of rediscovery every time um i remembered something Hmm. um like the 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 game's ending the one with the baby uh, yes. And then you go to Minecraft.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like that. I forgot about, I forgot about it entirely. So it loaded up Minecraft. I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I remember this. Um, yeah. yeah. So like little things like that. And like the adventure line, I didn't actually get that ending, but I, like I, I recalled it after seeing it again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really play that much. I think before we started replaying again, like maybe two, maybe two hours back in the day which is kind of all you really need um just looking up here what my time was on it what what game do we play hmm what game did we play (laughs) i'm looking for it in my steam list and i can't find it the stanley parable yeah it's not
1: there Uh... (laughs) um Sorry, what are you trying to look
0: up? I... I'm trying to look up my time played.
1: Oh. Where in the world is this game? I mean, I know it took me about an hour and a half to go th- get most of the endings. Yeah. Because, I... like, I kind of... A, the the paths aren't too hard to find. But also, um, like, I could remember a lot of them. Mm-hmm.
0: I just found it here. Yeah, so I played about an hour and a half in the past week, and my total play time is three hours. So
1: yeah
0: that's probably what i played originally too so
1: let me i'm curious now i played oh i got the
0: achievement achievement yeah i just like that (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, oh another highlight was the meeting room and the slides and the. oh my goodness yeah so much good stuff
1: there's a lot of just like uh yeah, little details, so they're pretty great.
0: Yeah. The museum ending was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. A Sort of like this, like... <sighs> yeah, I'm not really sure what that ending was trying to say in regards to, like, the purpose of the museum, but it was very cool to be, like, reading the the developers' tidbits or thoughts, if if that's even, like, real as well um
1: it's a very much like uh the what was the the beginner's guide mm-hmm. in that sense and you're really not too sure what's real
0: yeah because none of it's like jokey jokey right it's it all seems plausible like they're talking in the museum ending they're talking about like here's the original design of the office or here's the initial thought that we had yeah um they had this one ending that they cut allegedly. Where like you ended up being in like a first-person shooter, um, which I thought would have been really cool, but again, it's like, did that happen or did it not happen? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes you want to play the beginner's guide again. Mm,
1: that I almost prefer that game to this game at this point. Uh,
0: yeah, I I, I would actually agree with that. Um, like, my, yeah, with Stanley Parable, you're always restarting. Mm-hmm. Which you get is sort of the point, but it just it, it kind of leads you to like, all right, I guess I'm done. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't fe- I didn't feel compelled to continue to play. Whereas like Beginner's Guide, you could do it in one sitting and and you got the you get the full experience. Um, but I guess they're I mean, they're different games saying different things. So. Yeah.
1: Beginner's Guide is a lot more like, um, emotionally earnest. I felt. Um, mm. like Stanley parable is very comedic and it is very funny. Um, maybe it's just the point in my life where I'm at, but like the biting sense of mundanity, um, like how how it talked all about like Stanley having a mundane life and all that mm-hmm. um, kinda kind of didn't gel with me right today. <laughs> okay having just moved like having just started a full-time job as a desk worker. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, it was just kind of like, mm I don't I really don't want to deal with this um in my video game.
0: Well, um, I it's like yeah, I guess it's like what is the ending trying to say? Cuz like is it is it trying to knock people for like having by like the social contract of like get a job pay your taxes have a family contribute to society and just move like live like is it trying to poke fun at that or is it trying to like attack attack gamers and say like you know you play video games to just to escape this boring life that you live right and you think this game is different but it's really not that different from your regular boring life you're just doing what you're told and that I think is a more compelling argument. I d I didn't really feel like they were attacking the regular life per se, but I guess you you could you could see it that way.
1: Yeah, like they're not attacking. I would I wouldn't use the word attacking. Right. Like it's it's a social like a commentary, but like a humor point, but um a vehicle
0: even. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the beauty about video games, right? They can they can tell. They can give that social commentary. In ways other mediums can't, um, and I mean this game has a lot to say just about video games in general, and it touches a little bit on, a broader aspect, but, um, that's like that's that's the beauty of it, um, is that you as a player, like you are. In theory, causing these events to happen, and you feel more invested in the events that are taking place.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's ironically, it's a sense of agency. Yeah. 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 It's um. It's kind of interesting because I was I wasn't too sure how this conversation was going to go because for as much as the Stanley Parable says. <laughs> I'm not really too sure how much there is to speak about it. It's very true. Like, to be honest, it, it is so direct and blunt with a lot of its material.
0: Um, There's almost not a lot of room to maneuver. That's right. It's like, did you get the ending? Yep. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not... You're right. There's not much to... Um, dive into really yeah um
1: like um i guess like the the, the kind of interesting thing is that like so I'm, i mentioned i'm playing disco elysium it's it's very much an, a role-playing game um where you've got like different stats and you can do different skill checks depending on your stats mm-hmm. um and the one it tells you like when one of your dialogue options is going to need a skill check and it'll tell you the percentage of um, like the chance that you have of getting it. Um, and The best part is that sometimes it's like a 3% chance, okay. um, but sometimes you get those 3% chances and it's, that's a story um, of your like dumb cop doing uh, <laughs> like my character's not very smart. Right. But he managed to um, figure out something incredibly, like, brilliant um, on on one of these 3% chances. And, right. like, that's a memorable story. Um, I guess maybe the Stanley Parable is um, could be like a stepping stone for a discussion about agency. Mm-hmm. And I think it has been. The game itself isn't necessarily the discussion point maybe Mm -hmm. it's a kickstarter
0: yeah and and like as far as walking sims go it's like the only one i can really think of that's got humor in it i'm racking my brain now but like it's 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 fun to play Um, yeah
1: it is very like fun and funny that
0: you know plays well and that's it like um, it's the core game loop right the core game loop for me is just like let's see what the narrator is gonna say next yeah and what can I do to what can I do to make the narrator say something different and so in in contrast of like Edith Finch where it's just like just follow the path right just follow the path and and experience it this is a bit more you know me as a player trying to pull the experience out of it mm-hmm um and again, I'm not saying one game is better than the other. It's just it's no. it's a similar uh genre of games, but the the mechanics are just slightly different to to give them a different uh a different feeling for me the player.
1: Yeah. They're tonally very different.
0: Mhm. But like you said, not much left to say. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, um, Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. I almost thought, like, I've been getting a bit more into, like, watch, like, Critical Role and stuff, which is, like, a Dungeons & Dragons um, live show, Mm -hmm. er, live stream. Mm -hmm. The the points between, like, Stanley and the narrator are actually kind of similar in the way to um, an argument between the GM and like the game master, the dungeon mm-hmm. master, and the players. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it. It feels very similar. Of like, the the game master is trying to set up a story, and the players are trying to make their own story. Yeah, and in some ways they have to compromise. Yep. Um, the player can't <laughs> go off and unplug the telephone and um, jump off. Like constantly say no, because then the the there's nothing left right right like when you when like you when you say no to everything and you end up in the empty room where there's nothing like there at the start of the baby path um and on the other side there's the 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 other extreme of um going exclusively through the path that they want you to and you end up with a you know good maybe slightly underwhelming game or story Mm -hmm. you gotta have a bit of
0: both yeah it's an an interesting point for sure Mm -hmm. one one thing i think that we haven't talked about yet that we definitely need to talk about the narrator is fantastic yes like he 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 is the game almost in a sense um his performance is uh is really really powerful. I don't mean powerful in like a profound way, but like it's a solid performance. Um, he he's able to hit like mocking, sorrowful, silly, uh, uh, menacing. Um, a lot of those yeah verbal verbal. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Quips. Uh, more like verbal, like a verbal tone. Okay. Right to cut to add to the tone of the game, right? Um, yeah, he does add like like you said. The game,
1: I don't think the game would be the same without him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there, there's really the big thing, like, or like the narrator, the idea of choice, and the different paths. Those are kind of the core values of a game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but no, it, it, it does deserve serious um not condemnation. Uh commendation.
0: Yes, there we go. It's very close. Those words are very close. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I think it's one of those games like you almost have to play. Like I, I think Yeah, watching it would be a completely different experience. Uh I guess yeah, in, in a sense it would. I mean, most choice-based games are, are like that, right? It's you have to play them generally. But like, like it, I think it's one of those games that is actually culturally significant to the gaming industry. Maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion here, but I I, I believe it to be that way. I mean, there's almost I don't think that there's anybody I know who doesn't know what the Stanley Parable is. Mm-hmm. that plays games yeah. right um would classify themselves as a gamer and i mean with the the critiques it has of of the industry or, or of games i think it's like one of those like required not you know you know what I mean. like one. Of those, if it
1: was a book it would be on the required reading list yeah
0: yeah it's like one yeah exactly it's one of those profound and important uh you know uh, games <laughs> that uh i think most people need to play mm-hmm. um and it's not like a difficult game or anything either. No, absolutely not. But I I do think, like I do think it had, it, it much like, like I think like I think about this like, Skyrim had such an influence on Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. You know I think we can see or will begin to see shortly. These types of critical of the of the gaming industry games because of Stanley Parable. Um, I think so at least. But you know, like I think it's one of those games that like somebody can really play and and connect with, and and be inspired by as they go to create games. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like it's required.
1: Yeah. No, I get right? that.
0: And, and that's what it, that's why I'm so excited about like, ten years from now, you know, what is Breath of the Wild going to inspire in somebody? Um. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's 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 neat to see to kind of trace back throughout you know the history of the of the gaming industry, which is not very long, um, you know, and see where the influences come from and where they lead to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, history and seeing how history inspired the present day. Mm-hmm. Some
0: um... and like yeah, it applies to like lots of things like you look at um like star wars like star wars was inspired by like advent, like old adventure tv shows when george lucas was a kid and like it's all about like it's got a lot of medieval themes in it as well it's like you know nothing you know nothing is really all new it's just kind of repackaged in a sense yeah and like Um, the, the legend of zelda I think that was inspired by Miyamoto like exploring caves as a kid. Mhm. Mhm. Like yeah, little things like like that, like so innocuous, right? But but when it inspires somebody who's so talented and has such an artistic vision like what it, it can compound into, right? Mhm. Um, and I mean films and novels are are the same way. Um and uh yeah, and it's different than like I'm not trying to say like, like there's a difference between like knocking somebody off and being inspired by their work, yes so for sure, yeah, but uh yeah the achievements are interesting <laughs> I don't know if why they're definitely a briefly. commentary
1: on achievements themselves mm-hmm um like there's an achievement for hitting a switch in the options menu <laughs> to turn on the achievements yeah. Yep. Um, there's one that says this is literally impossible. Yes. And I think it is it is unless you modify the game code or the game save.
0: Uh, I understood it that it would just pop randomly. Okay. Uh, but I'll have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. And then don't play this game for five years. That's one of them. Yeah, it's a funny one. Or play play for the entire duration of a Tuesday. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like there's this one here, eight eight, 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 eight. Yes. I don't know what that one's about. I haven't gotten that one yet.
1: Um, I think that's you punch in eight like however many times on the keypad. Uh-huh. In the boss's office. Oh, I'll have to get that. Eight is like they keep mentioning the number eight in the game. Uh-huh. Um like in, in the in that video, like the old timey like instructional video yeah they talk about having to make eight choices a day oh right at least eight choices a day right right um yeah the number eight somehow significant to the game
0: all right this is why i love achievements and trophies and stuff yes so there's a tro uh, achievement for quit the game start it again 77.5% Seventy-seven and a half percent of players got that achievement, which means twenty percent of people played the game and then never played it again.
1: <laughs> oh or, or or just never hit the manual reset button. Maybe.
0: No, I just no, it means you quit you literally quit the game, like you close the game and then really? you reopen really it. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I guess if you did it in one sitting. Yeah. But I just find it interesting, right? There's one you can't jump. Like they don't, there's no jump in the game. Yeah. 70% of players have that, which means 30% of players never tried to jump.
1: Hmm. That's, that's weird to me. That's like, cause it, like one of the first things I tried to do is jump. Right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the lowest achievement percentage is that play for the entire duration of a Tuesday. Less than yeah. 2% of people have that.
1: Yeah. Cause that's such, that's I, a I demanding task.
0: Well, you just throw the game up in the background for 24 hours. There's nothing demanding about it. It's just kind of a hassle.
1: That, that's Yeah, that's kind of what I... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but it's... um,
1: It honestly is, in the true sense, quite an achievement. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, that is something that not many people would try to do. Mm-hmm. And it is, like, a task to be recognized. I think that, like, you touched on that a little bit. I do like how achievements, like, you can check how far people have gotten the game.
0: Yeah, it's one of my my favorite things to do.
1: Yeah. Like, especially for those games that have, like, achievements every chapter kind of thing.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. I like it because it's like, all right, how many story trophies are left? Okay, 50% of people got this trophy I just got. And then 45% of people got the last trophy. I'm almost at the end. (laughs) <laughs> mm, true i i kind track my progress that way that's a neat idea yeah so although although i feel like for like a developer i feel like those those stats would be so like disheartening
1: they there's um like the, there's the funnel um that yeah that's a natural um thing that happens of uh people drop off after certain points in the game in, in, in any product, product life cycle. It's very big in, um, like, mobile games. Tracking, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Seeing where people drop out.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Graham, anything else to say? Um, You know, I think that's probably it for me.
1: Um... Like the games, the game's fantastic. You should play it. Um, it's relatively inexpensive and it's a really interesting, um, commentary on video games and the nature of choice. Um, it makes you think there's not much else to say about it, in my opinion.
0: Okay, Graham, I have a story, you? I have a story to share. And okay. I'm going to try and relate it back to Stanley Parable. Go for it. But it's not quite related. <laughs> so since playing Stanley Parable, I've, I've started like, okay, what else do I have my Steam library? And like, what can I be playing? Because I haven't played Steam in like five years. Okay. Like, you know, I used to qu- play quite a bit, like Left 4 Dead, uh, Gary's Mod, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I loaded Gary Mod, Gary's Mod up last night. And realized hey there's this really cool game mode called Star wars role-playing oh okay uh-huh and so I clicked on that and I spent like 45 minutes trying to get into a server okay because uh, that's to download all the data and models and stuff and I get in there and it's I, it was not what I was expecting at all but you load up and there was an there's a live human being just guiding people through the tutorial like there's huh. this little tutorial room with all the rules and like things you need to know and so he's like talking at you. I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. Go like read voice, voice chat. Yeah, voice chat. He's like, okay. oh, hey, hey. He name like you name your character. Hey, uh, new guy. Like this is what you need to do. Run around um, and and read the sections. And so I did that. And then there's this little stairwell, and uh, I I just walked up the stairwell, and I and I just kept exploring. Right, I thought that like I could just read and go, and. Uh, I end up, I end up getting found by this, this clone trooper. His name was Lieutenant Hound, and he's like, "Are you new here? Um, it's a, it's a big world. It's easy to get lost, isn't it?" And I didn't, uh. I, I didn't know actually how to communicate because I haven't played Gears in a while. So like, he's like, "Do you speak English? Like, just hit jump if you do." So I jumped. And he's like, "All right, recruit. Let me take you back to the training area here," and. So he starts leading me back to the training area, and I, and I start following him. And I'm like, this is so surreal. It's like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a video game. Like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. Let me lead you to where you're supposed to be at. Huh. And then he leads me back, and he goes, All right, this is where you're going to be for the next little bit, uh, just so you kind of learn the ropes. There's a guy down there that's going to help you. And so, um, I, at this point, we're kind of like on the balcony overlooking the training area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decide, all right, I'll go down there. And I get on the railing, and he's like, "No, t- don't, don't jump!" But it was too late. I had jumped. And as I'm falling up here, I go, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and I fall, and I break my legs. And he goes, "Not again!" <laughs> and so he comes down and is talking to like the instructor dude, and um, he he comes over, to talk to me. He's like. All right, no worries. We'll get like a medic over here to um, to patch you up, but you just stick with this uh, instructor here, and he'll get you ready to go in uh, in no time. And I f- I was so I was so embarrassed. I didn't want a voice chat. <laughs> I didn't want to wait for the medic guy to come around, so I just waited for him to leave, and then I logged out and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like. It was, it was very surreal, like... Because these guys that were, is. like, full into, like, playing their character. Yeah. And it was like, at what point do I join them <laughs> in, in playing a character? And uh, I was too embarrassed. I didn't want to say anything to them. And so I just left. <laughs>
1: That's really
0: impressive. Like, yeah. And yeah. there's servers upon servers out there. Wow. Like, that is an
1: level level of dedication that is just wow i don't know that's that's just really um awe-inspiring
0: i guess yeah i would definitely recommend it like like checking out i probably i'll probably like might try again try try
1: again and choose a different
0: name i know i'll probably just like i choose a different server the only the only negative thing is like Oh, here's a server. I'll join. It's like ha- it's like a half hour download's easy. So for me, when I want to have like an hour of gaming time, it can really cut into that. But it was just this interesting like, game <laughs> response so so fascinating because it's just a game where the players make the game up. Yeah. And so now I like this was like, man, this is like Dungeons and Dragons but for real. <laughs> um, it's but there's no but there's no one to tell me what to do. I just have to blend in. Um, Mm -hmm. right there's no game master there's just this world that these guys have created that people are just becoming a part of and adding to it so um yeah there's like like thousands of players playing different role-playing games on gary's mod wow like halo role-playing uh there's like a cop role-playing game um yeah there's there's lots so pretty interesting i think i'll probably Again, give it a try later, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back into PC gaming and, and play some of the games, the, the, over the 200 games that I have on Steam. Maybe play some of them. Not saying that we'll do that, but
1: maybe that's an idea for a podcast episode. We should do it. We should yeah. do it. Do a Star, Star Wars Gary's Mod
0: role-playing. Yeah, or I mean, there's others, but I mean, yeah, we could do that. We could be the two recruits.
1: That'd be, that'd be
0: pretty funny. I would feel much more comfortable if I had somebody else with me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, but, um, yeah. So, Hmm. Also, I, you know, as I was waiting for the, us to get started Graham, steam is so dangerous. Cause it's like, I open up the store and there's a game that I'm like, Oh, I would play that game. Yeah. For like 11 bucks. And I'm like regular, like 80 bucks. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I want that game. I got to get it. <laughs> even mm. though, like, I know I probably, even if I bought it, I probably wouldn't play it for, like, months until I had time to play it. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just, it's so easy to buy so many games. Yeah, especially when they're all on sale. Yep. Yeah. But, anyways, that was my little story that I thought could <laughs> bad time for the episode. Um, how do you how do you rate Stanley Parable, Graham?
1: Gah i have no idea um i have
0: no idea do you have yeah, an idea I, I would give it a teddy yeah Cause it's, it's Cause it's because it's kind of humor it's kind of silly it's, it's a little weird i guess they make you burn a baby <laughs> i don't remember teddy doing that no, yeah well he was kind of creepy he was But
1: yeah, no, that's that's a
0: that's a good guys. Yeah, it's remember when Teddy turned out to be human. That was so weird. Yeah, yeah, that will always baffle me. But anyways, that comes like a third of the way through the game, right? I know it's it's so odd. Anyways, yeah, that's what I would give it. I think that's the one that adds up the most. I'd agree. There you go. It's a teddy.
1: You know, I was thinking, Matt, that we probably should have written down (laughs) what we gave all these games. Oh, that's so true. Because
0: it would make our lives a lot easier toward the end of the year. Well, yeah, for me, it's just nice having like a big, here's a record of many of the games I've played this year. And that's Mm -hmm. the podcast for me. So, um, yeah, because uh, our next episode will be our, our Velvities. Yes. Um, which is our year-end review, uh, where we'll we'll give games the thumbs up, and then one or two the thumbs down. And, uh, yeah, so that's coming up soon. Man, another decade come and gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be the 20s. The roaring... Twenties. 20s. Rippin' twenties.
0: 20s. <laughs> yep. Very true. Yeah. Well Thank you very not- much for listening. Yeah, fret not. We still have two more weeks left of twenty nineteen. One of which one week will have the velveties in it. I'm not sure if it'll be Christmas Eve or Boxing Day. No 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 no, sorry. New Year's Eve rather. Oh, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm totally wrong. It won't be either of those days. <laughs> It'll be the 23rd or 30th.
1: So, Give or take. The, the day before Christmas Eve or the day before New Year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. So, so just uh, prepare yourselves. Yes.
0: <laughs> and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. See so, ya. Yeah.